it. The process of elimination in this competition. Pinfall, submission, or count-off. There is no poison, no creation, and no medicine to cure what we have. It takes a certain kind of people. That's the kind of man you are looking at. It takes a certain kind of people. That's the kind of man you are looking at. From the ashes of the Datafight Media Network and the ruins of half a lifetime spent speaking truth to power, this is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. And I'd like to welcome you to the show. Welcome one, welcome all. All are welcome here, except for, uh, who knows, maybe those uh, UFC lovers, am I right? <laughs> anyway, it's been about three weeks uh, since we've been on the air here at the podcast, and uh, it's good to be with you again. Uh, I'm Alan Johns, uh, ex, uh, ex, you call it conspiracy theorizing, we call it truth telling, uh, ex host of Datafight, the uh, four hours daily, seven days a week, conspiracy theory slash truth uh, telling show uh, that became a huge hit and uh, turned into a media uh, empire until, of course, uh, well, uh, well, there's actually something I need to uh, come come clean about here uh, regarding the technical issues that we've been having the past couple of weeks that have prevented us from putting this uh, episode of the podcast up. Episode, uh, this is episode eight. Uh, we're going to call it Surviving the Game, kind of an homage there to a, a classic uh, movie in some of our minds. Uh, Tom Berenger, greatest actor this world has ever known, if you're t- asking this guy. Anyway, uh, we've been having some technical issues, and uh, my producer, Bernie Presido, has been beyond helpful. He's been a real champ in these trying times. He's held fast, stayed strong. Like he's like a freight train. He's like a he's like a, a mindless meat castle. But uh, you know, when it counts, it counts, and it counts. Uh, it certainly has counted. But uh, what's been going on basically is I've tried to record uh, episode this episode a few times now, and every time uh, we record it and we're uh, exporting the file, there's been some kind of interception, uh, some some spooky laughing. Uh, that might, you might even hear it right, right here. <laughs> I would imagine, uh, it popped up there. That happened, uh, before when we were trying to record the episodes, we would call out the laughter and, uh, it would come like here. <laughs> and generally it comes in when maybe I've gone uh, a little too, leaning a little too much into the politics of, uh, you know, the Saudi Arabia show that we had and, the things I <laughs> laughter will basically just pop in and interrupt me, and it's it's uh it was annoying at first, the first four or five times we tried to export the episode, and then it just got kind of became ridiculous, and so we're gonna put this out. 
laughter, no laughter. I mean, I'm sure it's, it'll be there. But we're going to put this out, and we're going to move forward anyway. And I apologize uh, up front. Uh, I believe that this is the laughter of someone from my past. Now, I've mentioned this before on the show. Uh, I was hosting Datafight, which was becoming a quite, uh, it was an online empire, really. There, uh, uh, there's a, a maze of forums with uh, thousands of people posting. Now, you know, I, I said this last episode, I'm nowhere in the league of, of someone like Alex Jones with M.O.R.S. <laughs> <laughs> you can't compare me to him because I'm not crazy. Enough to think that I even remotely uh, reached the stature that Alex Jones um, does his the pedestal that that, that the truth telling community puts him on that he does his show from. Now I'm not a fan of everything he says. I, I'd like to think I'm a little different, but we had quite a few people in my little county, base county, uh, following our show, interacting uh, with each other about the show. About, about, uh, their personal... Anyway, so, uh... <laughs> so, the reason, the really real reason, when you want to get down to the brass tacks of it, that, uh, we don't do the Datafight show anymore, uh, four hours a day, seven days a week, putting that effort, 120% effort, everything I had into it, was because a... A humanoid, well, you know, I, I'm not even really sure if he is like a humanoid. I'm not sure what he is. He's, he's definitely some kind of ethereal uh, being from outer space, came uh, to my county, uh, posed as a skinhead. Uh, he, he got a following going, uh, riled up against me and the datafied community, saying that they had the real truth, and uh, everybody was shaving their heads in town and getting tattoos on their arms, uh, swastika. It was, it was a little over the top. And uh, it turned out that he was just a space alien uh, that had come to take my voice. He'd heard uh, the show in, out there in outer space or wherever he's from. Uh, he calls himself Skinner. And so this laughter now is interfering with my podcast. Skinner took away my voice for the almost two full years. I didn't have a voice, so I couldn't do the show. And he told me that's why he came and messed everybody up and got them to shave their heads and let it revolt against me just so that he could steal my voice so I couldn't do the, this Datafied show anymore. And so my wife and I discussed it once the voice finally came back uh, a few months ago. And we decided that it would probably be okay for me to do a podcast about uh, my only other uh, lo uh, interest, hobby, love and uh, life. My only other way of life outside of truth-telling and truth-researching is, of course, professional wrestling. Since I was a, a young man, I, I have uh, following professional wrestling. It's just something I find very entertaining. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. And... Uh, I guess some things are just too good to be true, because now Skinner is putting his laughter uh, in the middle of my episodes of my podcast, and my producer, Bernie Brazino, is, is working tirelessly trying to do everything he can to block this and make it stop and make sure that Skinner can't get in there. But of course, he is a space alien, uh, presumably with a higher technology than ours, since he was able to visit our planet, and we have no idea where his planet is. Like I said, I don't even know if the alien is a human or just kind of a, a vapor that uh, feels different forms. I I can't I can't tell you. I don't know enough about it. He mysteriously stole my voice and screwed with everyone's minds uh, around me for a, 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 about a week, and my voice was gone, and now it's back. And I'm talking about wrestling, 
which my wife and I decided would be okay. And now, instead of taking the voice, I assume Skinner is just putting his laughter on my show. Well, that's fine, Skinner. Uh, you can do that all you want, like uh, some punk graffiti artist, or you think you're intergalactic Banksy, or or you think you're, uh, you know, I think you're, uh, uh, I think you're an intergalactic tyrant myself. Uh, I don't know why you choose to pick on me. It's kind of like a stalker situation. Uh, if you adhered to the laws of our great country, perhaps I'd take you into court myself and file some sort of intergalactic restraining order against you because you seem to just have it in for me. So go ahead, put your silly laughter all over the show and spook my new fans out. Because I guess uh, my show, Data Fight, was so bad that I don't deserve to have another show uh, ever again. Well, I'm going to put this one on as long as I can. And there's nothing you can do about it except laugh over the show. So that's fine, Skinner! Uh, anyway, so let's get to uh, the wrestling of the past few weeks. <laughs> uh, so I did not watch Crown Jewel. I said I was going to boycott Crown Jewel, and that's exactly what I did. I kept my promise. I'm sorry for breaking my other promise that we would be here every week. Uh, hopefully from now on we can do that, even though there might be alien, uh, from outer space, uh, aliens from outer space laughing all over the show. Anyway, uh, I will try, and Bernie, of course, will help me, uh, do what we can to get these out, even if, uh, there's a space alien interfering, I guess. You know, I tell you, sometimes this is this is all more taxing than IRS, and I'm not talking about Erwin R. Schuster. Anyway, let's get to the past few weeks of wrestling. Crown Jewel happened, and I didn't watch it. I read about it, and it sounded absurd, ridiculous. Now, why did Shane McMahon win the cup? I was happy to see that there was an actual cup. I like that. I like that there's like a rip-off of the Stanley Cup for the rip-off of the World Cup. I, it was actually called the world cop it's just absurd the best in the world is shane mcmahon now I, I, does anybody else not not, not see this that, maybe it's my truth telling uh tendencies my truth researching tendencies that lead me to believe that this uh storyline mechanism was put into place and put into play simply because they're in saudi arabia and maybe vince thought that the saudi arabian prince would like a story uh, about another prince winning a title uh of of course, I, I, I would hope that even uh, the Saudi prince can see that this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous for Shane to have inserted himself into the match like Skinner is inserting his laughter into my show, and it's ridiculous that he won. Uh, I didn't, I'm not going to ever watch this. Uh, afterwards, I guess... Uh, Braun Strowman was f 5 five times by Brock Lesnar. I mean, how much more ridiculous can it get? Uh, we're about to find out because it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. This is a, It's like shades of last year when Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns and who else, Charlotte? I don't know. A few others got meningitis and it just shook up the car completely and they had to do some last-minute booking changes and it all worked out for the best. Well, I hope that's what this Survivor Series uh, holds in store. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm feeling like I'm a little uh, intense right now, so I'm going to actually do my own laugh uh, because I think it might be beneficial to my mood on the show uh, just to counter uh, the uh, nasty, annoying, uh, really silly uh, space alien laughter that has infected the show and is interrupting me, I'm, I would imagine, uh, every few minutes. ha 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 ha
Now, why did they put Kurt Angle in this tournament just to flush him out early on? I, I, I can't even imagine the horror of watching this show. Now, I did watch Evolution, and I, uh, I thought it was pretty good. I, uh, it's kind of like, um, it was kind of like if the women's Royal Rumble was an entire pay-per-view. Now, the Becky versus Charlotte match was good. And, um, you know, Becky won, but uh, this was the uh, rough, be- uh, this was uh, uh, the match she deserved. And we'll get to it, uh, get into it a little later, but of course, I have been upset the past few weeks about her bullying. Uh, I'm glad on SmackDown that she made up with Charlotte. I don't think uh, Charlotte ever deserved what uh, Becky served up to her, even though she is the champion. Uh, still, a lot of people saying, New Stone Cold, but I don't see the beer drinking, I don't see uh, the monster trucks, and I don't see the filling the boss's car vet with cement. Uh, Maybe when we see those things, we can talk Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Right now, to me, she's the new Becky Lynch. Anyway, I thought Evolution was uh, pretty good overall. Most matches were fun. Some of the matches were a little rough. Uh, I give it three out of five. Uh, Alan Johns. Anyway, let's move on. There's so much to cover here. Uh, Dean Ambrose was silent uh, the past week. He just came out and stared down Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins had a hissy fit, and I didn't convince Seth. Uh, sorry, it didn't convince Dean. Until this week, he shows up in some weird video with a burning, uh, trash oil, empty oil barrel next to him, and he's sitting on a red car that I thought was like a Maserati or something, Ferrari, something cool, like a Firebird at first, and uh, as the segment went on, I started to suspect, well, something like a Dodge Neon or Ford Fiesta or a... Anyway, it looked ridiculous. It it reminded me of a Warrant or Rat video from the 80s, and uh, I liked it. I I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I guess Dean is upset. Uh, this, I mean, you're a wrestler, you work out, you get your, 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 uh, your electric juices flowing all the time, that's what your life's all about, is getting the electric juices flowing and harnessing the juices into title belt wins at the pay-per-view, and that's what we're talking about here, there's been a real quick build-up, there's been a lot of pay-per-views, but we're gonna have to, uh, turn it up here, cause I'm looking at the clock, and we're running out of time, and I wanna make my Survivor Series predictions, and I imagine Skinner is interrupting with his laughter, but we've gotta keep this going, uh, so... I'm in super, super uh, Gene Okerlund mode here. Uh, uh, this is like the meningitis outbreak redo. Did I already say that? Okay, let's move on. Uh, I'm glad Charlie and Becky, uh, Becky made up. Okay, I already said that. Let's move on. Oh, oh yes. So I have a new segment for the show. And it's going to be called The Coward, uh, Coward of the Week. And I'm giving this title uh, to the uh, superstar that uses the word coward. Uh, every week, because this word is used oh, uh, more than once every week, I'll tell you that much, and it's very frustrating, and this week the award goes to Seth Rollins, who used the word coward about Dean Ambrose once in the last three weeks, if not a hundred times, and it has to stop. It is a cowardly word to use because you are not exploring the further, deeper boundaries of your mind. There's nothing wrong with the word coward, but... You cannot use it every time you need to use the word coward. Come up with a different word. It's what writers do. How, how are you getting paid uh, to not write? This should be a, 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 a memo, a, a, a line in the sand. Anyone that uses, any writer that puts the word coward in there and any superstar that uses the word coward, uh, what do we do? You have to wrestle Bobby Lashley. I don't, I don't know. Speaking of Bobby Lashley, <laughs> I am having a great time watching uh, this it's kind of a comedy routine. I think it's hilarious. 
He uh, points at his butt, and Leo Rush is annoying. I mean, what more could you ask for uh, as far as funny goes in a show? Uh, we had a little bit of a uh, of a development with uh, Nat- Natalia bringing out her dad's uh, sunglasses. Of course, Jim the Anvil Nightheart passed uh, a couple months ago. Unfortunately, uh, I I was a fan. Uh, Hard Foundation, of course, and uh, his laugh is so great. And I'll tell you what, uh, one of the top ten, if not top five, if not my favorite theme. Uh, for a wrestler in WWE, and this was a Jim Johnston production, I believe. But Jim the Anvil Nightheart's uh, music, his entrance music, is excellent. And you should go listen to it uh, quite a few times, because I believe the loop or song or whatever is only two minutes long, something like that. But it is one of the best. And uh, this was quite, quite a, a handful of weeks of course, on Raw, uh, after the Dean Ambrose fire thing. I mean, not a lot happened on this Raw. There's stuff with Ember Moon. Nia Jax is hanging out with Tamina for some reason. And Alexa Bliss can't wrestle, so she's uh, putting a team together, and I don't think Alicia Fox is on it. And so we're going through the uh, Raw episode, and Ronda Rousey comes out. And something amazing happens, because they did their invasion angle, which is very similar to last year. Kind of interesting that they didn't do a whole thing. They just used it for this. Uh, Becky comes out, and a uh, big brawl happens. And apparently Nijax actually punched her in the face and broke her nose. And uh, Becky's face was all bloody. And she goes up on the ramp, and something amazing happened where the crowd was actually cheering Becky Lynch over Ronda Rousey. Now, the WWE has spent a lot of money bringing Ronda Rousey to the table. So, even though I think Becky Lynch has been kind of a temper tantrum child bully over the last uh, few weeks to Charlotte, I'm glad they made up, and she put Charlotte in the match. It's crazy to me. But I think what must have happened was, uh, you know, and and she could have gotten a concussion, but this match is going to happen at WrestleMania. I mean, that is huge. Uh, She's the WWE Brad Star and the crowd is fully behind her. Now, I'm not totally behind her. Uh, I like Becky Lynch, uh, but I'm still, I, I guess maybe from now, you know what? Let's let bygones be bygones. I am okay with Becky Lynch. I just, if I'm Charlotte, I'm going to be keeping a few, uh, let's just keep a little bit of distance between us and that. Uh, we're not hurting each other so often anymore. Anyway, uh, Dan O'Brien, um, oh yeah, so there was going to be a Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey match, and they've been messing around with each other on Twitter, and the match heated up, and it's the most exciting property WWE has, and then Becky Lynch got a bloody nose, and now they're saying she has a concussion, and they can't wrestle the match, uh, and I'm sure it will happen at a later point, uh, we will get this someday. Let's get into some predictions, I'm running out of time here, Dan O'Brien won the world title, how about that, he kicked AJ, uh, in the balls. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura style, and, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura styles, <laughs> how about, how about that, and so, uh, now AJ's balls are hurt, and he has no title, and Daniel Bryan is a champion, even though he cheated, yeah, um, I don't, I don't know how you put a, uh, world title around your waist and confidence after cheating like that. But, okay, Daniel Bryan, I guess he's a multi-leveled guy, and we're going to find out about some of those uh, lower levels here in the in the coming weeks. Let's go through some uh, match predictions. Uh, War Games is a short card, but it is a stacked card. Uh, it's pretty exciting, uh, i got to say. Uh, so we have uh, the Johnny Gargano and Aleister Black match. I think it'll be fine. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people think that Johnny Gargano is about to join forces with Tommaso Ciampa. Now, I don't know why 
I don't know why Tommaso Ciampa would all of a sudden think he's good for beating Alistair Black, or maybe Tommaso Ciampa decides he needs friends. But what I can see much more happening, uh, happening much more likely, is that Gargano uh, is screwed with by Ciampa during his match, and Gargano screws with Ciampa during the Velveteen Dream match. We'll just have to see. I don't think they're going to get together. I think that feud's going to continue. Now, one of the best feuds of the last year, couple years, was Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream. I would like to see Velveteen Dream win the belt at this pay-per-view and continuing that feud with Aleister Black. I wouldn't mind. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, we're just going to go through it real quick. Ciampa versus Dream. I'm going to say the Velveteen Dream wins. It is his time. It's Hollywood. It's time for the Velveteen Dream to hold on to the bell for a little bit. Uh, Ciampa will be fine. Kari Sane versus Shayna Baszler. Well, I think Kari Sane is going to win this match. She's going to be able to put the treasure back in her box and everything it will be fine in the world of Kari Sane. She will be champion again, and I'm sure she will lose it uh, as soon as possible to either Lacey Evans or Bianca Belair. Uh, um... Baszler's going up. The, uh, those four horsewomen are meeting together versus the other four horsewomen. Believe it. It's coming. It's going to happen. It has to happen. Uh, and the other match here, the War Games match itself. Uh, oh, yeah. So I think Aleister Black wins his match against Johnny Gargano. Uh, so uh, Undisputed Era versus Ricochet Pete Dunne at War Raiders. This is going to be off uh, the... Off the TV. It is going to be amazing. And I think the Undisputed Era is going to take it. Survivor Series. Uh, none of these matches really matter. So, uh, I can make some predictions. I think Ronda Rousey is going to beat Charlotte Flair. I think Shinsuke Nakamura will beat Seth Rollins because Dean Ambrose is going to mess with him. I think Daniel Bryan is going to beat Brock Lesnar clean in the middle of the ring because it was supposed to happen years ago. I think uh, Team uh, Raw will win their Survivor Series match. Team Raw uh, will win their SmackDown match. AOP with Mr. Drake will retain... Uh, well, they're not retaining their titles, but they will show the bar who's boss, and I can't wait to see that. I am a huge AOP fan right now. Uh, team Raw, uh, oh yeah, this tag team thing. That's going to be insane. Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali, this is going to be a great pay-per-view. I am excited for both uh, Saturday and Sunday night, and we are going to watch it, and we are going to come back uh, with a review, and we hope to see you soon, and I apologize for the space alien, but God love you. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Alan John's Ring of Tyranny was recorded at a secret location in Texas. Uh, we thank you very much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email BerniePresido at gmail.com or 3HorsesRadio at gmail.com. That's the number three. Uh, thank you again for listening. Come back. There's going to be more episodes. Uh, we'll probably have some t-shirts and maybe some mixtapes coming out at some point. We'll figure out a way you can donate uh, and keep this ad free. And uh, Alan wants you all to know he loves his little warriors and uh, he wants you to keep fighting the good fight. <laughs>